What's up, guys? As you know, it being February, we are celebrating Black History Month. So we'd like to give you little fun facts and highlight certain people that have changed the world for us today and that have been true inspirations. And today, what do we Mr. have Weber, today, Dusty? Today, we're going to talk a little bit about Madam C.J. Walker. Do you know who she is, Pete? Madam C.J. Walker. I do not. Well, let me tell you, she was actually the first African-American and first woman to ever become a self-made millionaire. The first? No way. The first. This was okay. like back in like the late 1800s, I believe. But she was... Um, she became a millionaire in the 1800s? A millionaire in the 1800s as a black woman. That That's incredible. Obviously, just millionaire, but that far back. Wow. That's... Insane. So she was really big with cosmetics and hair products for black women. And just it took off and she's done so much being an activist. But great things. I wanted to highlight her. What That's that's a true accomplishment and something truly crazy. I'm still trying to get my first millions and I am far, far away. And for this to happen over 100 years ago as a black woman back in those times to have so many grains against her, truly, truly crazy. But yeah, guys. Thank you for tuning in, and we're going to get into uh, this episode. Let's do it. So I don't know if you know this. Me and Pete are uh, a little separated at the moment. We, we are uh, taking a break, we, Dr. Darcy. We got into Stop. it. We got it. Like, he doesn't understand me anymore. He doesn't listen. He never See, picks up the See, it's funny you say shit. that because I actually like, feel the same way about you. He doesn't even notice me anymore. Like, I'm just... He's always gone flying and comes back and just... I, I don't know. I just don't feel appreciated. So we took some time off. And so what does that mean? You have separate uh, domains at the, po- at the moment? We, we have are, separate domains. I, I guess we could still call ourselves bachelors in the city because we're still technically in the city, but we're not together anymore. And uh, I guess that's <laughs> part of the reason... You have your own place? So we're we're separated. <laughs> we're taking just we didn't want to make anything official yet, you know. Um, so we just we're taking right. time to just separate. I took trip. He took Sophia. Um, yeah, and it's still it's still I guess I w- it would still it's still cordial. And we're probably probably planning about a month of uh, of this separation here, and and then we'll I think uh, reconvene and see if our differences uh, possibly have been uh, figured out. But uh, I mean, I'm just gonna say I'm here to help you guys, and I'm here to offer my support. Um, and I'm also gonna say that the last time I did a separation, it preempted filing for divorce. So be careful with the breaks, because oh, you know, it can be a slippery slope. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Well, well, now we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna shoot you straight. We're actually just on a break because we're we're in the process of switching apartments right now. So you it's not guys, that serious. Tease me. <laughs> All right, so Dr. Darcy is back with us on the pod. Welcome. Thank you for having me. How are you guys? We're good. We, it's it's yeah? been a while. Like it's oh, been, it's been a minute. I would say almost. When we when did we have you on last April? August. August. One of those a months. Yeah. Oh, no, that it was wasn't August. too far away. No, it wasn't that far away. But time feels so weird right now. No, it does feel really weird right now. It but does. Yeah, it does. We where, where where are you coming from right now? You uh, we said you just you just got a new house. You said, yeah, I'm at. I so uh, my wife and I just bought a beach house. We are uh, 
We're 30 minute ferry ride outside of New York City. So we definitely have to have you boys over come the spring summer. This spring summer, absolutely. That sounds like a, a don't good tease time. me for a good time. I'm down. No, listen, and I and I I would follow through. We almost had plans in the fall, but Pete got sick, remember? That's right. That's, that's I'm gonna right. blame I'm gonna blame well, it on you, Pete. We, we had out. we had drink plans. You were gonna get that two for the my, price of one because Steph, my wife, was gonna join us. Oh boy. And you're yeah. gonna get all the needs met. We came oh back. We came back out of town, and I remember he got sick. Yeah, yeah. That was, wow. It wasn't COVID, but it was that was pretty brutal. That that was unfortunate. I uh, I um I got to make that up to you guys. So no, it's uh, all good. I was just I was really just busting your chops. Um, and also to say that I like we were all of us gonna make it happen, and we'll make it happen. You guys will come here. It'll be it'll be great. I mean, literally, the party starts on the ferry. You know oh, what I'm wow. saying? Have you guys okay. been on the ferry? I have not. Did, not over there. Got like, it's like a lovely situation. It really feels like the vacation begins on the ferry. If you drink, is it like the, the same kind of ferry that goes like to Brooklyn, the Brooklyn one? I don't know which one goes to Brooklyn because um, I don't do that so often. Uh, okay, but but it's the same ferry that like it's the same ferry that goes everywhere. South Street ferry, same one. Um, but it's really, really centrally located. It's literally when you're at the beach, it's kind of weird. You see the skyline, you guys. Wow. I'm not sure how I feel about that, to be perfectly honest, right, Dustin? <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face. I'm not sure how I feel about it because I am a germaphobe. I'm like really into cleanliness. I'm a super Virgo. And so the fact that I can see the city means that in front of the city sits the Hudson, which means it's somewhere oh in between the Hudson touches the water I'm going into. But you know that's, what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it works out. That, I mean, it, but me it's, out also, it's also a little comforting to see the city. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not that far away. I like, you know, I don't like to be too far away from my from my people. I'm in Brooklyn. I'm in Williamsburg at the moment with my girlfriend. She's allowing me to crash in and uh, talking about the view. I love seeing Manhattan from Williamsburg. It's just oh my uh, god, because we can't see it from Manhattan. It's it's kind of like why do we pay the rent if we can't see the skyline? You can't see it, it from Manhattan. True point, yeah, Dustin tries to sell me on that, but I still like. I just got to speak for myself. I love Manhattan. I love being in Manhattan. I get you don't get the great views, but I still would rather one train be here than look it's one at train it. right away. It is one train. Yeah. What is it? What are you on the L? The L. Right? Yeah. The L's right by me. Oh my gosh. So I'm on first. You're on first? Uh-huh. I don't know where I'm at. It. Where are we at again? No, first in Manhattan. Oh, first so in Manhattan. So meaning okay. the last stop on the L that is still in Manhattan. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my stop. So yeah, we, we definitely need to meet up here shortly. And you said uh, you used the G word. So uh, you guys are official. You have a relationship status change since oh, I yeah. last, last time. Wait, you. that's right. Last it time we talked, official. we were official, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you guys were really just feeling it out. Definitely yeah. it was very early on. Yeah, we are uh, official. It's been good. It's been oh, uh, they're going official, strong. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. Pete's <laughs> like, I got elbowed out of this relationship. I, I'm, I'm praying. I got my fingers crossed here that this really is just a month hiatus and I don't get like a, a call from Dustin like, yo, man, I think I'm moving in with Kat. Best of luck. It's just you and Trip now. Um, 
Trippy and I are to the streets. So no. I hope that's not the case, but no, we'll I'm not the type. Um, as much as I would love to get a place with Kat, we're just not there yet. You know, yeah. a, we, it hasn't even been a year yet. Dude, do not burn through the honeymoon. Now I'm having deja vu of the last conversation. Don't burn through the honeymoon phase. Don't be a lesbian. Really, just like enjoy <laughs> it. Don't move in together right away. Just like milk that. Pace yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm a slow burn. Like it It took us a while to get together. I like to take it. I like it just taking our time step by mm. step. There's no rush for anything. Right, right. I mean, and this is, <laughs> these are the months that you're going to spend the rest of the years reflecting on. Don't yeah. burn through them. Yeah. That's true. Won't that, do that's it. good I'm advice. Write well, that down. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Darcy, uh, we were so happy to have you back. Reason number one, we just adore you. And uh, reason number two, it's Valentine's Day. And we thought who better to talk about a day centered literally around love and relationships than our favorite relationship expert, you. You. Thank you. So, Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm busy these days. This is my busy moment. Busy times. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Everybody, everybody wants a little bit of uh, Valentine's support one way or another. Um, yeah. What's your gut reaction to Valentine's Day? Do you love it? Hate it? It makes Real me want to hurl. My gut reaction <laughs> to Valentine's Day is like my breakfast almost came into my mouth. It's silly, right? Oh, no. To be honest with you, because I just feel like it's, look, I know what it's like to have a woman who, I mean, she doesn't demand Valentine's Day. She doesn't ask for it because uh, she knows who she's married to. And she knows that if she did either of those two things, I'd probably have a <laughs> resistant response to that. But you know, I know I have to show up for Steph. I know I have to show up for her so she will get the same bouquet of flowers that I walk down the aisle with that she gets every year um, on Valentine's Day, which are my garden roses, um, you know, and I'll, I'll get her something. But quite frankly, I feel like it's the uh, relationship equivalent of drinking on New Year's or partying on New Year's. Like, really? I, I don't know. I don't need New Year's to crack open a bottle of wine and get silly. I try to do right. that on a pretty consistent basis. And in that, I'm successful. <laughs> so I just, I feel you, you know, I think that we all have to work much harder to not blow up one or two or five days a year and show the people that we care about that we care about them. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, it's Interesting just perspective, yeah. You know, what do you guys think about Valentine's Day? Enough about me. I, I think it's uh, something just... Uh help i don't know i think it's just all about money yeah. i think i, I, I think yeah. it's all about consumers and buying things and just kind of a little spike in certain areas but i i think it's added pressure to me i think oh now i have to worry about valentine's day and now we have to plan this and it's like we always do cool stuff and fun stuff so i don't know why we have to set aside a time frame to do something else. I don't know. I think it's Yeah, just... I would definitely say, and I think this is almost odd for me to say because I, I feel like I'm a, a very optimistic person. But now hearing kind of your perspective, and I, I, I agree with that, I, I feel like Valentine's Day is, I guess, more of like a... It's more of a crutch or it kind of... It, it allows people to maybe not treat the majority of the year like they should with their significant other and they decide to put all that energy into one day or around one part of the year and that's not necessarily uh, a good thing and and then of course you hear you know for all the singles out there exactly that's why i really hate valentine's day cuz i cuz i i feel like it may it's a shaming day for singles yeah 
it's, I mean, I guess I'm the only single one here at this uh, conversation. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I guess it, it can, it depends how you look at it. You can kind of motivate you to like kind of want to find, you know, what you see all your friends and your close ones experiencing. But yeah, unfortunately, there is that, that, that shaming aspect a little bit. And then it's like, all right, if you're single, what's like acceptable to do like on Valentine's Day specifically, like with, you know, someone maybe you're talking to or, you know, how serious is that? You know, oh, that's currently? so tricky. That is so, it's so tricky. tricky to navigate. Because that totally sends for, so first of all, let me back up. So I know where Dustin's been since I last spoke with him. Where have you been, Pete? Like, so you're still... Been all around the world, Dr. Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> Says the pilot. Yes. Um, where am I? I am... Yeah, I'm currently still single. I I definitely am... You know, in a, it's, and I say that like I'm in a good place. I'm in a good spot. I've had a lot of kind of distractions right now. I guess, if you will, the move probably being the biggest one um, that you know, has been at the forefront of my attention. But it's funny, I actually was having this conversation uh, with one of my friends uh, a couple of days ago. And we we're talking about love. And well, I feel like Dustin, and I, we talk about that all the time. He's freaking so over me and so annoyed. But this is actually with another buddy. And we're talking about love and how it's one of the only things or one of the few things in life where obviously it's, you know, in my opinion, and I think a lot of people's opinion, the most beautiful thing out there in life that we can all obtain at one point. But it's one of those things where, and I think maybe a little bit of it for me comes out from a little bit of frustration. And I think that's just natural. Like, all right, why haven't I found someone? Or why why isn't something really progressing maybe the way that I would hope? But love is one of the things that is so, in my opinion, out of your hands. And as, as specifically as the kind of person I am and like a pilot, like I love to be in control, right? I love to be at the front of the airplane at the controls and like I am in whatever I want that airplane to do, it's going to do. And if something happens, I'm going to take care of it. Love though, there's so much up to just, you almost like blind luck or, or fate. Like you can't force anything about love. It just has to happen to you. I get you can put yourself in situations that are conducive to finding it. But at the end of the day, it's one of the few things that you really don't have any control if you fall in love with someone or if those feelings start to develop. Like it just, I feel like has to happen. And maybe I'm looking at it wrong. And maybe you have some, you know, awesome advice to have a different perspective. But I think a little bit of frustration for me is that it's like, all right, you can't force it, you want it, but you can't force it, you just got to let it come to you. And it's, and it's, you know, it's taking its time. Well, I think that you have to invest the time and expose yourself consistently enough for it to happen. Because like part of the way that we can delay moving through the process of dating and falling in love is to not be available. And, you know, from a control freak perspective, like if you don't want to fall in love, just keep yourself away from people without, I, I don't mean that like in an antisocial sort of way. What I mean is um, you you can date somebody with a sporadic frequency so that you're not constantly with the person. And look, it's proximity. You know that if you're going to be with somebody on a consistent basis, feelings either will develop or they won't develop, but at least you get to determine where things are at. So mm -hmm. you're still single and are you not dating anyone? Is it, are you, tell me what's, what's been happening. I, I, I 
I wouldn't say seriously dating. You know, I've definitely um, a little bit of that. I, I have been. You know, I've met some some great women, but nothing nothing truly is like developed super seriously. And you know, I think that's for each. You know, I think that's for a couple of different reasons. Um, you know, everything from kind of just the distance, kind of long distance wise, to uh, just you know schedules not not matching up to. I think just effort. You know, whether it's my side, their side, it, it just hasn't been. Nothing's just kind, of, and it, and I truly like it's okay. Like I, you know, I'm I'm doing okay, but it's just like nothing has worked out. Like nothing has just kind of flowed. And then I think a little bit of it, like you know, I've got there's JD, one of the one of my you know great friends here. Him, Dustin, you know, obviously one of my best friends. It's so great to see a lot of my good friends having found that it just kind of naturally flows. And so I think that's another little bit of added pressure. It's like, all right, why isn't it, you know, happening for me? And that's when I kind of got to the point, like, you can't force it. You can't just, you know, it's, it's, it's not for lack of trying, I guess, is what so I would you say. Want, you want to be in a relationship, Pete? I would say, yeah, at this point, I definitely, I've, I've had my single time. I've had my, you know, I've had my fun. I've gotten, you know, the New York single life experience and I've experienced it and I've loved it and I wouldn't trade it for anything. And now I'm definitely too trans. I'm ready to transition to a new chapter. And, uh, that's the honest, honest truth. All right. So, um, you know, and, and if you wanted to What's change, that smirk, Dustin? <laughs> if you wanted to change careers, we would have an action plan for that, right? There'd be yeah. steps that you'd be taking. So, um, so if you want to be in a relationship, if you've, experience single life in the city and you're over it, you're ready for the next thing now. What are you prepared to do for that? Mic drop. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a really good question. Um really good question. I, I I guess I have to I don't know I guess if I have the the, the right answer for that. I'll say this. I don't I think Pete's always wanted to be in a relationship. But but you know what I mean. Like I definitely wasn't. I didn't need to be in one. Correct. Not that you ever need to be in one. I, but this past year, like I've definitely enjoyed not being in a relationship and just focusing on myself. But sorry, continue. But yeah, I think I think Pete is so focused on all the right field. I, I joke with him all the time. We talk about it on the show, like the chemistry doctor. Like he knows chemistry. He's like, oh, I know chemistry when I see chemistry. And then I think he is holding out for that that boom, that spark, that to get it, you know, knock, knock down like hard for it to be something exciting for him to kind of continue with. Thank you, Dustin. You gave me exactly what I need. Can I just say something to that, uh, to that point? So that X factor, that thing that we don't really know how to put words to that chemistry, that thing that just where like we finish each other's sentences. Yeah. That is a familiarity that our nervous system is picking up on in the other person and the other person's nervous system is giving something off that we're unconsciously picking up on. And the very thing that we're picking up on is the relationship patterns that we've had in the past. If those patterns have worked for you in the past, lean into that. If they haven't, and if you want to date a different kind of woman, break the pattern, have a different outcome, then you have to know that that is just an instinctive hardwiring inside of you that is driving you to repeat the same things you've done in the past. 
this is a real hard thing for people to wrap their heads around because look, I'm a super passionate person myself. I love to feel chemistry, uh, you know, platonically even. I felt it with you guys. You guys felt it with me. It was like very easy the first time we spoke, right? Or am mm-hmm. I making this up? No. No, I, right. I felt it too. It was there. You chose today to speak straight facts, doctor. <laughs> so all of which is to say, like, we have that chemistry platonically. We have it with, there are certain people we just jive with. Like, we really yeah. blend. Um, and again, that's always worked for me platonically. That's always worked for me professionally. Um, when it comes to my personal life, if I lean into that, I know that I'm going to be repeating old behaviors, old patterns, that what I am feeling is actually a sense of familiarity that goes back to, now I know, Pete, you've got this storybook family that you come from. I don't. And lots of folks do not. And I do not want to repeat those patterns. So I have to, if were I single, which thank you, God, I'm not, I would have to fight that instinct. And if Mm -hmm. you don't want to repeat the same patterns that you've experienced, dude, it's literally like I'm being, I don't know where to sit in this room to not like, like, I'm interrogated. I look like a white girl who's (laughs) had a negative, like overexposed. That's what I feel like. You look great, Dr. Darcy. Don't even know where the, (laughs) anyway, um, if you, if you don't want to repeat that, that relationship pattern, um, you have to fight that, that drive to wait for that because that X thing is going to bring you right back to all the other relationships that you had. You have to fight it. So So you're you're saying that I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for something too much. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not changing up my habits or my, I guess I'm not changing up my habits enough to, to find something different that I haven't found yet. That X factor, that chemistry is really nothing more. We think it's like, that's the stuff that makes the sex amazing. And I'm not saying Mm -hmm. it doesn't. But the thing is, we normally reject the people who we don't feel that with. And we normally mm. don't give those people enough chance to see if I the see. chemistry would develop over time. And it would. And it yeah. would. Because it's still us. We're the common denominator. But instead, we go towards these people that we feel this magnetism with. And what mm-hmm. that magnetism really is, it's historical patterns that each of our nervous systems are picking up on the other. So if you had a storybook childhood that has stood you well in your adult life in that your relationships have turned out more or less the way you wanted them to be, then mm-hmm. keep doing that. If yeah. you want it to be different, you can't give into that. You have to try with the people who you don't feel that with, which is so counterintuitive. So it, but it's like, if you want a different outcome, you have to do something differently. Totally. And it does feel and, artificial. Yeah. It can feel artificial. I, I remember last time you told me something. Uh, one of the things that took away was like, yeah, you you pin me as someone that you know you crave the um, like the chemical reactions, right? Of of you know fall, that falling feeling, right? That's something that in the beginning, because I had kind of admitted that you know I've I've been someone possibly to sabotage relationships in the past. Like once it kind of starts to move out of that feeling, and it's like, well, I want that back. And so I've been been making like a cognizant effort to try to not allow myself to be so influenced by that. I really have. But this this next point, I mean, that's it's definitely an interesting point and kind of counterintuitive, but I can see why that would work. Obviously, if you want something different, you got to do something different and not continue the same same old thing. So 
If you think about how we, how, how we pick partners is crazy in this world. First of all, we base it on looks, which of course we base it on looks, but hello, we're not going to look the same way in 10 years unless we're very lucky or very rich and can go to the (laughs) best surgeons. So we're not going to look the same. We are not going to look the same. So there's got to be something deeper than that. And then what's the next thing we look for? Well, we look for commonalities. But the thing is, our commonalities are going to change. They're going to look different today than they do than they did 10 years ago. Like the things that you enjoy, what we need to do is we need to drill down on we would never we would never make a hiring choice based on the criteria that we make partner choices with. And we would also never pick a career or a job based on the criteria that we use to pick a partner. We use the most, the the variables. I mean, think about it, Pete, you're like a control freak, self-proclaimed. The variables are there. You can't even articulate what they are. What do you look for Mm. in a woman? Well, tell me, what do you look for in a woman? I look for, you know, at the basis of it, just someone that has a true, genuine, sweet, heart, someone that, you know, is able to just show compassion. And it just is, is like an effortless flow from them. It just like they exude that, uh, that type of, of, you know, positivity and that type of energy, someone that, you know, definitely has direction and ambition in their life. That to me is so sexy and like, just so attractive. Someone that, you know, just craves, you know, maybe it sounds weird, but like craves like the, the adventure, the unknown a little bit, just as the, the, the um, that magical life just as much as I do. And, you know, we, we can pursue that, that, that adventure like together, you know, just, uh, someone that did just, you know, <laughs> makes it sound, it's so basic, like whatever you want, someone that just makes you happy. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It, it sounds basic. And it's just that at the essence, we just want to be happy. And what are those things that are going to make us happy? We don't really know what those things are. But you spoke to kindness and compassion, and it's not forced. It's like something that emulate or emanates from the individual. It's just a positivity from within. Every woman I had in the back of my mind as a potential contender, by the way, was struck out based on that (laughs) criteria. (laughs) Oh shit! See, this is my struggle, right? I know, I know, I know. New Yorkers, and we're we're not. You know, we're like pragmatic. We're cautiously optimistic. I don't know that we like sneeze glitter. Yeah. Like, but but you deserve that, Pete, and you should look for that. No, I know, I know. I'll find it. Just taking a little time. that you spoke to is really important. You you want somebody who has, who craves adventure and yeah. excitement. Yep. That is a value of yours that you're never going to grow out of. You're never going to no. age out of that. It, it'll it'll so. look different each decade, but you're never going to grow out of that. You're always going to be attracted to that. So, so you absolutely should be looking for a woman who has that wanderlust, who doesn't whose need for certainty and um, consistency is not greater than her need for adventure. I like that. You basically don't want a chick who just bought a beach house. (laughs) Because like, because, you know, I I find a really cool place and I just want to go back there every year. You know what I mean? Like if I know something works, I don't really want to risk that 
I'm going to try something new and it's not going to work. I, I'm, I'm conservative when it comes to that. Okay. No, I get that. Those, those are all, all great points. And yeah, you every single time you just... I feel like you get me, Dr. Darcy. You, you, oh, you, de- you definitely get me. Uh, you should send him an invoice, it. Dr. Darcy. Hey, yeah. Wow. I, <laughs> you owes me dinner. I do. <laughs> I owe you two dinners now. Oh. I, I have, well, real quick, one question just, and then we can, sorry, get to, I'm sorry, I'm taking this time out, Dustin. For Valentine's Day, someone in my position, right? And, and speaking for anyone that's listening that's in my position, right? Definitely 100% single interest, right? There's definitely interest, you know, with, with someone. Is there, is it a bad day to, to start or to, to do something on that? Like you're not, you're for sure not exclusive. You're for sure not like serious. You would never describe it as that. Is Valentine's day just a day you stay away from? I would stay away from it. Like the plague, like, like COVID, like a COVID swab. Just don't go near it. I wouldn't go near it. I think it sends very mixed messages. I agree. I agree. I think that it, particularly if you're a straight man, a woman is uh, inclined to read into the implications and it's a, it's a, unless you want to have that straight up conversation and you could, you could say, look, it's Valentine's day. Do you want to hang out? And if we do hang out, can it not, can it not, can it just be us hanging out? Yeah. The fact that it happens to be on Valentine's Day, not give it greater meaning. Mm-hmm. But even that, I don't know that we can expect a woman not to read into that. She's not going to. Just gonna stay away from it. it. It's yeah. basically like wanting to be a fuck buddy and then wanting the sleepover. You can't have both. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what if the guy is interested in her, but you're saying stay away. But is the girl reading that as if, if she's interested in him too, that... If he's like not setting anything up for Valentine's Day, 100%. she might be like, wow, maybe so. he's with someone else. So it's mm-hmm. a lose-lose. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's so much for the optimism. He's like, I'm <laughs> fucked either way. <laughs> either way, what do I do here? <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to get like you, my guys. <laughs> um, but no. So if there's somebody that you're into, you, you should do something. You got to let them know because the absence of that is going to send a different message. Okay. So what do you do? If you, I get you don't take this step of actually spending time just because of confusion, unfortunately, but just because of the confusion aspect, if you're not quite to that level, what do you do? Just phone calls, FaceTime, I guess. Well, what? so can we just be a little bit more concrete in this imaginary scenario that doesn't really exist? There's somebody that you're dating, that you're into or not into? Into. But not in love with yet. Correct. Okay. And you don't want to send her the message that it's... You're pressuring her. Yeah. Or being weird. Yeah. Or you're really obsessed with it. Yeah. I guess that's the message, right? I guess, I guess, yeah. My concern is like on Valentine's Day, just because of the magnitude of it that we as a society give it, it's like, when you're in such like an early phase, it's and and you don't for sure know no right like where you want to, where the direction is or where you want the direction to go. It's just probably not in the best interest to. It's just going to cause confusion. I I totally agree with what you're saying. Let me ask you this: Were you with this person over the holidays? No, I was uh, I was sick with COVID over the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, but I mean, no. were you still dating this person or is oh. it a brand new person? No, yeah. This is, I guess, uh, yeah, this is, this is, I guess, newer. Okay. So like a couple months, then I, 
I would steer clear. Okay. Unless, I mean, do you want to pursue this person? I feel like I'm pulling teeth here, Pete. Help me out. <laughs> yeah, it, it, there's, there's just some Pull obstacles the here. There's some there's out. some obstacles, and I'm trying to like not get into too much detail. But there's some obstacles that are preventing some things. So it's I I know I'm sorry you, for being kind of cryptic. You should, but. Pete. This you should go to an anti Valentine's Day bar. What what about that for like a yeah a maybe that's just the, that's the that's the better out right there. Hey, enough for like me, guys. Somebody, enough for me. We're listen, talk about- <laughs> if you here's the bottom line for everyone: if you like somebody and you want to communicate to them that you're into them, do a little something for them for Valentine's Day. Good advice. If you are just casual and you want it to stay casual because you're not falling in love with that person and you don't want to send crazy implications, then uh, stay away. Stay away. Yeah. Okay. Basic math right there. Basic mathematics. Okay. Advice taken. All right, Dustin. So let's get to these questions real quick for Valentine's Day. And this could be for us or our third roommate, but what we were just speaking on, let's say you are into someone. How to be romantic without being cheesy on Valentine's Day? Well, that's the whole problem. I think it's really hard. (laughs) I think it's really, really hard. And if you're a too cool for school kind of person, you know... You, you can be like, like me and be like, listen, I'm doing this because I love you, I, but, but my goal is that you don't need this because I'm doing enough at other times throughout the year. I, don't I, like, I totally agree with that. I don't like to get it up because I'm told to. <laughs> I walked right into it. Guilty. Oh, man. I love it. Oh, that's a good one. That's I mean, be. it's a lot of pressure. I guess yeah. I don't have to tell you. <laughs> I think the lighting's so fucked up, or you'd see me blushing. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Oh man. I, so, I mean, I would, I would. You could literally, you know, there are so many cool things you can do without leaning into the whole Valentine's Day. You're not going to get a good meal, right? Like. Nobody's getting a good meal at a restaurant on Valentine's Day. What you are is you're adding a zero to the check for sure. It's going to be way more expensive than it would be any other day of the year. The food's going to suck. You're going to be cranky because the service isn't going to be that great. I mean, I'm so negative when it comes to Valentine's Day. I would just stay home and have a cook-off. I'm very competitive. I would find something that my wife thinks she's better at me in, and I would beat her at it. And then I would try and make her feel better for the rest of the night. I love for this the energy. Rest of the night, soothing yeah. her feelings. I have a cook off, and then I would beat her. I would beat her. I love this. And energy. then I make her feel better. <laughs> Very competitive. And, and then I make beautiful love to her. There we um, go. But you know, I, I I think that I think that we need to try and be a little bit more creative about how we spend Valentine's Day. I think it's uh, you know, flowers are fine, but. You know. Dustin, what do you have? What do you have planned? Let's see if Dr. Darcy approves. For Valentine's Day, um, we have we're gonna we're probably gonna do something. We we're always casual. Um, we'll probably just go get a quick bite to eat somewhere, have some drinks, and just I mean nothing over the top. But that Monday is it Monday or Tuesday? We're going to some. What's the show again? It's like a show. Oh my god! I didn't realize Cat was literally oh, yeah, right she's there. back there. <laughs> Uh, we're going I'm thinking to like you're going to like 
So you're surprised. That's funny. She's right there. I want to meet her. We're going to a burlesque show. That's what we're going to. Nice. So So her friend. So much fun. Yeah. So that's something different, kind of, I mean, entertaining. So that'll be fun. That sounds like so much fun. Burlesque sounds like a great time. Yeah. You know, women just half naked and, you know, she's obviously not a jealous woman, right? Uh, no, not oh well, no, I wouldn't say. They she's you guys not. have a she, very comfortable. I mean everyone. Yeah, we should actually we should actually introduce. We should have a session sometime. And that'd yeah. be good. Yeah. Like a like a meet and greet. A meet and greet. I would love that. Yeah. yeah. We could definitely do that. But I think I mean I think everyone's a little I I get jealous. Uh, you know, at times, you know, everyone's got a little hint of jealousy. I think we talked about this last time. Like how, yeah. Um, but everyone is, but no, she loves things like this. So this is, she would never be jealous for me going and seeing a show like this, especially with her. Right. Kind of off topic. Isn't burlesque? That's like Moulin Rouge, right? That Broadway show? Something like that. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Okay. I've been wanting to see that. Uh, do, do you want to come? Bit. Do you want to? You wanna... Yeah. Third wheel? Hey. Pete's like gonna crash your Valentine's Day. <laughs> He's been Why third not, man? Year. Why me, not? me and Trippy will come in. Uh, we'll, we'll come in third and fourth wheel, you guys. Yeah, that's what we're that's what we're doing. Something casual, chill, nothing crazy. That sounds great. And Pete, I take it you have no plans, correct? I have no plan. Actually, you know what? I think I'm going to. Uh, Can you just sign to... up for like a shift or something and blame it on work? Yeah, that's a, that. That's I mean, a, honestly. Uh, that's always an odd. Yeah. Hey, sorry. I got a jet. I got to go. No, actually, I think I'm going to the Nets game, believe it or not. Going to the Brooklyn Damn, Nets and the Kings. Must be nice. Sheesh. Yeah, that's, that's my Valentine's Day. Nice. So. Sheesh. How about you, Darcy? What are you doing? The one that can't stand Valentine's Day. What are we? Uh... I had to do some press for um, Oprah and I had to think through some creative things to do on Valentine's Day. And one of the ideas actually inspired me to do it. So what I'm doing is I'm booking a um, a private couple's massage mm. online. So they're going to teach us how to massage each other. Oh. And I feel like that's like a nice intimate thing to do. And also my wife needs to learn how to massage me. And you're also, you guys are going to be guaranteed a happy ending after that. So, I mean, I don't think it gets any better than that. Yeah, that's my goal. Yeah, I definitely had that in mind. Um, So, so that, you know, and then, and I'll probably cook dinner with Steph or for Steph. I love to cook. I used to be a restaurateur, so I do love to cook. So I'll probably cook a really nice meal and then we'll have that. And then, uh, yeah, it'll it's probably the most planned out Valentine's Day I've ever had. That's right, that's well, so chill listen. though. Nothing. Not, that's actually really cool though. I mean, that's like you said, you gotta get creative. So that was very creative. I love those ideas. Do not let Steph listen to this episode because this is definitely coming out a couple of days before Valentine's Day. So I want to blow your cover. make sure she does oh, not yeah. listen to it. You know what? We should do. You've seen Hitch. We talked about this before. Hitch. You know when they're cooking, they do the cooking class. Why don't we all do that? Sometime Let's where we go that. somewhere absolutely. and do a cooking class. I would love absolutely. that. Absolutely. We, right. we should awesome. absolutely do that. Pete, get you a date. And all right. Uh, just not about uh, listen, I'm I'm not down Valentine's to have, Day. You know, dates we'll just not Valentine's Day. We're we'll planning exactly, for spring. Yeah. The day after February 15th. Let's go. That'll be dinner. Yeah. That sounds I'm like down. that sounds like a lot of fun. I would love that. Yeah, and we're overdue to meet and also for dinner. So I think that's what we should do. Do you guys cook? I cook a little bit. That's a no. 
That's, a, that's I cook steak. I cook steak, and that's literally it. I don't steak, like steak and cereal. He yeah, he could cook a mean steak. I can cook, but I just I'm always just so tired. I unless it's like we have people coming over, or it's it, like something planned. Like I would do it for Valentine's Day, but I don't like to just cook randomly because it just takes so long, and then I'm tired. And I have to clean it up, and I just rather do something fast. Yeah, no, I hear you, and also like we work so much. Sometimes it's just more pragmatic to order in or you know go out. Yep, absolutely. All right, Dr. Darcy, uh, new trust program. Tell us about it. My new trust program. So last time I was here, I spoke to you guys about jealousy. Yes. What I learned from that experience is that there's a whole cohort of people who don't identify as jealous, but they have trust issues. So... That doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me exactly either, but I don't have those two problems. I have all the others, but I don't have those specific (laughs) two. And so I'm kind of out of my element and I have to just go with what the people, my tribe is telling me. So trust issues, you can have trust issues and be really good at just only allowing those trust issues to torture you as an individual and not torture your your partner. And I think that is the, the the distinction between jealousy and trust. If you're jealous, you engage in external You express people, it. People think that it means they express it. So I've got a new trust program because we we all know that trust is one of the biggest relationship problems that somebody can have. And none of us are born with trust issues. We wind up getting them from wounds from past relationships, often because we were betrayed. And then the problem is, is that we bring those problems into future relationships and nobody really wants to pay the debt for what our exes did to us and they shouldn't have to. So so unless you want to, you know, unless you want to take the time to heal that, you're basically just hoping that the next person doesn't trigger your trust issues. So I have a live program that I'm calling the Trust Cure that is going to be a live 12-week program. I never do live programs. I'm only opening up opening it up to 10 students. And my intention is that your trust issues will be healed inside of 12 weeks, no matter how deep they are, so that you walk away from that program feeling secure and confident in the person that you are in all areas of your life. Because oftentimes, you know, my my clients and my students, they're killing it professionally. And it's only in once they start catching feelings for, you know, a partner or they start crushing on somebody that they suddenly start feeling like a different kind of person. They don't recognize themselves anymore. So the program is a step-by-step four-tiered process. And by the end of it, you will be cured of your trust issues, but you got to be willing to do the heavy lifting with me. It's a hardcore course. We're going to be meeting at least two hours a week. You're going to have homework every single day because that's a big guarantee that I'm making. You will will not have trust problems by the end of 12 weeks. I'm opening it up. Um, I believe we launch next week. Um, and if you want to, if you're not sure if you have trust issues, you can just go to thetrustquiz.com and take a two second quiz and it will 
automatically tell you whether or not your trust issues are problematic, and it will simultaneously put you on the wait list to be the first to learn about that launch. That's so interesting, man. That, that's incredible. What, what truly, what a, a statement right there to be able to cure someone if they put the work in through only 12 weeks, something that I think derails so many relationships. Uh, if you get that figured out, wow, you're going to help a lot of people. That's incredible. I mean, only 10, not that many people because it's live and I really have to be able to invest my time in these people. It's a big, it's a big, it's a big guarantee. Well, you're going to help 20 then. You're going to help them and their partners. Can you give us a um, like a little sneak peek of maybe some of the homework you'll have for these people or some of the questions you're going to be asking them? Absolutely. So the first thing I'm going to do is, you know how we were sort of, we were at the top of our discussion today, we were referencing that chemistry, that X factor. And I said, well, it's really just your nervous system picking up on things that are familiar to you. Well, that's so cryptic and so confusing. And like, what the hell is a listener supposed to do with that? That's not useful information, really. It's kind of like cocktail party language. Like it's interesting to read about or hear about, but they, you can't really hang your coat on it. What do you really do with that? So the first thing I'm going to do with people is I'm going to measure what's called their attachment style. We all have attachment styles that we're, that we develop age from the time that we're first born till we're about five, six, seven. And the attachment styles are basically predicated on the extent to which our needs were met on a consistent basis and how those needs were met by our caregivers. So if we had a good enough caregiver, an attuned enough parent, then we were responded to pretty much, you know, with warmth and consistency and attentiveness and compassion and love and our needs were met on a fairly consistent basis. Kids, we're all pretty, humans are pretty resilient. It doesn't have to be 100%. So the attachment style is your relationship template for life. Basically, so you have, if your parents responded to you consistently enough, appropriately enough, you are going to come out of childhood with, with what's called a secure attachment style. And that will mean that you're pretty comfortable in relationships. You're not too needy. You have needs. They're not shut down. Um, you're able to articulate your needs as you need to. Um, you're able to withstand rejection. You know, nobody loves it, but it doesn't gut you. Um, you're, you're a pretty healthy individual. That's a quarter of the population comes out of childhood with a secure attachment style. The rest of us come out a little broken. And there's, there's basically three other, there, there's basically two other categories of attachment styles. There's the anxious attachment style, which tends to be the person who manifests jealousy or, or who it tends to manifest in the person as jealousy. They're, these people are very verbal about their needs. They tend to be very verbal about their needs. They tend to be dissatisfied in most scenarios, in lots of scenarios. They're yes butters. Yes, he's great, but, and they're really good at honing in on what the partner is not doing well enough for them. Um, and 
that came about because their parents weren't consistently meeting their needs. So what they learned as little kids is that they have to scream and yell and act out to get their needs met. And that results in a, a relationship template that we call an anxious attachment style. Then there's the avoidant attachment style. The avoidant attachment style is the kid whose parents, like, they inconsistently met their needs. And so the kid just learned to shut down their needs. They just learned to go inside and be quiet. You guys are so into this. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> so into this. Is, I'm so, like, <laughs> so intense. This is incredible. You're such a wealth so, of knowledge. So, so these people like completely shut down their needs. And, and this is a very common attachment. We see this a lot in men, especially Western men. They, they don't, they're, they they tend to be unavailable to their partners, either physically or emotionally. They don't understand how to meet someone else's needs because their needs weren't met. That's an avoidant attachment style. And then they go through life with this template. This is what teaches. This is how we learn how to attach to people. And then there's this third category, which is a hybrid of the two, which is like the most broken you can be. I'm going to tell you, I came out of childhood with that category. The It's called a disorganized attachment style. That would be me. That's what I came out with. But the beauty about your attachment style is that you can heal it over time. So if you were to measure my attachment style today, it would come up as secure. And it's because I've done that deep healing. So the first thing I need to do with these 10 people is I need to, basically, it's like an, a relationship x-ray. I get them this I have them measure their attachment style. I learn how their attachment styles manifest in their lives and in their relationships. And then I know what needs to be dialed up or down in them. And that's the blueprint that I begin building on. I know what it looks like to heal them. I know where I need to be. That's my GPS. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's basically one of those three scenarios. Now, you know, that third scenario, the disorganized attachment style, that's trickier to heal than the other two, but they're all possible to heal. I feel that in myself. And um, it's so liberating and empowering to realize that all of this stuff is healable. You don't have to be stuck in the same relationship patterns that you've always had. You can be somebody who learns to trust. So most of the people who have trust issues are going to fall into that anxious attachment style which is to say that when our partners are out of sight, we don't feel great. And again, going back to childhood, this is like all about understanding how we got this way. Going back to childhood, the reason we became that way is because if we weren't kicking and screaming our heads off, our parents weren't responsive to us. So it set us up to feel like when we're in a proper loving relationship, that person needs us to scream to have our needs met. If we've mm-hmm. linked up these two things that our partners should not intuitively meet our needs, we should have to we should have to work for the needs to be met. Have you mm-hmm. ever heard the expression like I don't want to be part of a club that that wants me to be a member? No. You guys yeah. have not heard that expression. No, I've heard that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard you that. have right. heard that? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like if you like me too much, I'm not into you. Oh, of course. Okay? That is often Look, there's a little bit of normalcy to that. Like we all want what's slightly out of reach. That's seductive and exciting. Yeah. But for those people who truly like 
they know that the minute they know they have someone, it's like a switch. They're not going to be into them anymore. That I can almost assure them is the anxious attachment style manifesting. And it's because they've linked up unavailable people with love, which is how their parents were when they were kids. They were unavailable. Interesting. Wow. Holy smokes. So 12 week course of that, you're going to change your life. Um, 12-week course of that, it will absolutely change your life. It will, And you'll be like, you're going to be more emotionally intelligent than 99% of the population, which is really not saying much, but it is something. That is a, a beautiful thing. I kind of just, I want to just be like a fly on the wall and just take notes on myself as you're doing this course. I just want to see who I am. I think I know who I am. Dustin, come into the course. Come on. I should. I should go Register. Register. You can you can uh, take the take that quiz. Totally take that quiz. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to take the I quiz. I definitely for sure. need to take the quiz. Will you send us the quiz? I think you sent us. Absolutely, it's okay. thetrustquiz.com. Just the trust the trustquiz.com for everyone listening too. Take it. Thetrustquiz.com and take it, and then you'll be notified when the course is live. And uh, yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be facilitating. I'll be your teacher. I love it. Well, <laughs> thank you so much. Oh my goodness. This has been good. We need thank to have you, you on more often. So yeah. Yes. I, I like these little, like these checkups here every couple months where we're at. Um, yes. It's our, like a quarter. Know. It's like a quarter check-in. This is good. Yeah. Definitely Maybe next very time. Next, next time Dustin's going to be engaged. And, you never uh, know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be engaged next time. We <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> you never easy, you never know. Ne- next time, Dustin will be uh, having announced to me that he's done with me. He's moving out and uh, oh, I am on my own. Get and out of here. I'm going to say that I'm definitely sensing a slight anxious attachment style right here. Slight Bam. anxious attachment. <laughs> oh, snap. Another <laughs> call out. Shots fired. Another but that's okay. Drops. I mean, look, he loves you, Dustin. And like, that's a legitimate concern. Like guys meet women and then they move in together. So, um, Aww. Aww. yeah, he's going to miss okay. it. It's the bromance will just have to look a different way. That's all. It will. And I'm going to miss it, but I'm definitely extremely happy for, for Dustin and Kat and their future that I believe, you know, you, they have together. You, so. We're talking as if I'm, we're, Pete, we're going to move back in like <laughs> less than a month. Relax, dude. <laughs> so dramatic. <laughs> I'm just messing. Oh, just man. Messing. Dustin, that's it's, very invalidating. <laughs> no, you know what? You know what's funny is that I've, it's not even me. Like it was brought up to my, I've had multiple friends and I'm not going to like blow their cover, but multiple friends, mutual friends have been like, yo, you realize he's probably going to not come back. And I was like, wait, what? Am I not seeing something here? Oh, my God. Don't, uh, don't listen to everyone else, Pete. You got to listen to what I say. Trust I your know. gut, Pete. Trust your gut. We on still got, we got to find our spot here, I guess. There's a lot of unknown in the air. So I know someone that's got, got a beach house. Maybe yes. Come crash <laughs> or bedroom. Or bedroom. I'll make one of them a boy's room. Here we go. Just like queued up at the same time. Yeah, there we you know, go. It's, it's a nice old farmhouse. I'm on an acre and a half here. Oh, well, that'd be incredible. And I definitely I owe you drinks and dinner. Yes. Um, all of us have to get together. Still, I'll take so. it. Let's I'll do take it. it, Dr. Darcy. Thank you so much. This has been a effing blast. This has been so much fun. I've said um, enough f bombs for all of us. <laughs> it's been incredible. As always, where can uh, all of our listeners find you and get more of your gems of wisdom? AskDrDarcy.com. AskDrDarcy.com. And guys, take Beautiful. the trust test, the trust, the, the trust quiz, and also take our course if 
You feel like it's calling you know, out If you're you. lucky enough, there's only 10 spots. Oh, there's only 10. It quick. It's only 10. That's okay. it. We're going to lock it down. Keep it nice and tight so that I can actually deliver on this commitment. All right. Absolutely. Well, happy, uh, happy Valentine's Day, Darcy. Thanks again Thank for coming you. on. Happy Valentine's Day, you guys. Thanks for having me. Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music and powered by Acast. Our producer is Red Yoakum and our associate producer is Emma Martins. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Send your voice memos to btc at redrockmusic.com. That's btc at redrockmusic.com for your chance to be featured on the show. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcasts. See you next week. Thanks for listening and sign up for our membership program to become a honorary third roommate. Join now for $3 per month and enjoy the episodes ad-free. Click the link in the episode description so you can move in.